I'm wondering if you'd go wandering with me through the wilderness and woods to where the winds are blowing free through the darkness of the night heading toward the morning light I wonder if you'd wander with me Hey y'all, Dan here. Good morning. It's May the 9th. It's a great day. Now, I'm sure some of you are asking, what's so great about it? It may not feel like a great day to everyone. That, perhaps, is too much to ask for, but it is a great day to me. Why? Well, I'm packing my gear for another adventure. Tomorrow is my birthday. I've been floundering around in this world for 66 years. And just like the trails we hike, there have been incredible ups and insufferable downs. Often I couldn't make sense of any of it. But that's where the trail comes in. The trail, it offers me a summary of life. Its ascents to the mountaintops and its descents into deep gaps reflect my own life's journey. When I'm standing at the top, looking at life's beauties, I quickly forget the cost of the climb to get up here. Ups take a lot of effort. My lungs scream for air. My legs lose their strength to step over rocks and roots. Sweat runs down my face and burns my eyes. But it takes effort to enjoy the beauty. Now, descents are not easier. I used to think it was, had to be easier to go down than climb up. But I was wrong. Age tends to emphasize just how wrong that thinking is when it comes to hiking and to life. Going down is very hard on my knees. I feel like my knees are going to buckle and I'm going to fall flat on my face. In fact, thinking about all my falls, and there have been a lot of them, I have always fallen going down, not up. Maybe it's because the backpack throws off my center of gravity. The slightest stumble creates an inertia that can carry my upper body past my feet and down I go. Usually the only thing injured is my pride, but the potential for greater damage is always present. When I'm descending into a gap, I need to be even more cautious. And life, too, is more dangerous in the valleys. When I feel myself descending, I need to take caution and look for support. And remember the monk maxim that I learned in the Smokies, for every down, there's an up. I won't be in this valley forever. The next mountaintop is waiting for me. And even if it demands a lot of work to get there, the reward will be amazing. There's so much to learn from the trail. George Patton described his feelings after great accomplishments by saying, I too love it so. And that's how I feel getting out into the middle of creation and seeing all of its beauties. I do love it so. We've discussed backpacks and tents as part of the hiker's big three, and today I'm sharing thoughts on sleep systems. My sleep system includes my sleeping bag, sleeping pad, and a pillow. I could also include my base layer of clothes in the system, I guess, and I'll, I'll talk about that some later. Some folks use a quilt rather than a sleeping bag, and there's a lot of reasons for quilts. Uh, overall, they weigh less than a sleeping bag. Uh, there's no bottom to the quilt, and it's like a blanket that covers you. So most have a place for your feet 
called a toe box or a foot box. It keeps your feet warm and it provides an anchor to keep your quilt in place over you, but they just lay over the top of you. Some also have some straps that go around your sleeping pad and that holds it in place. The idea is that the bottom of the sleeping bag loses its warmth factor because it gets crushed down by your body weight, so it only adds to the overall weight and really doesn't contribute to keep you warm. So people prefer a quilt. Now myself, I like the sleeping bag. There is another thing that can rob your bag or quilt warmth factor, and that's wetness. If your bag gets wet, it loses its insulating ability especially if your bag is filled with down. My bag is a goose down filled bag. It truly turns into a wet blanket if it gets wet. Synthetic batting holds up better if it's damp, but it's heavier overall and it takes up more space than the feather down. And weight and space are two critical things that I consider on every piece of equipment. Bottom line, if you choose down, then you have to keep it dry. If you use a quilt, then your sleeping pad becomes even more important. You're depending on the pad to insulate you from the cold ground. Remember my story that I told you about sleeping on the waterbed the first time. Uh, you need a sleeping pad with a high R factor, that is the warmth rating of the sleeping pad. I'm talking about air pads or air mattresses here. My air mattress is made by Big Agnes. It's an insulated Aircore Ultra. I've used that mattress in temperatures from 18 to 80, and it's always served me well. When you're building your sleep system, be sure to consider what's going on between you and the ground. An insulating sleeping pad is key. Together with your sleeping bag or quilt, this is what will keep you warm or not. Sleeping bags and quilts are rated on the temperature they're designed for but you need to understand how bags are rated. Now, my Igneo 17 sleeping bag is a mummy bag. I can zip it up around and over my face and head. It also has a double zipper, so if I get hot, I can unzip it from the toe box and it lets some air circulate and cool me a little. But the 17 indicates its temperature rating. Can I sleep comfortably at 17 degrees or minus eight Celsius? No. If the rating is accurate, I can survive at 17 degrees. But usually the comfort zone is 10 degrees above the given rating. So my 17 degree bag should be comfortable at 27 degrees or minus 3 Celsius. Should be is a key term. Some folks sleep colder and some warmer. I'm a relatively warm sleeper. I like it a little cool at night. Not 17 degrees cool, but cooler. I've been comfortable in my sleeping bag when it's 18 degrees outside, but I prepared for it. Now a tent is surprising how it can trap your body heat. And this helps to add to the warmth factor. Now I've talked about air mattresses and sleeping bags. You can increase the warmth rating of your sleeping bag several ways. A sleeping bag liner can raise the effectiveness by as much as 10 degrees. I keep a silk liner in my kit. It's light, it doesn't take up much space, and it helps a lot on those very cold nights. 
It also takes some of that hiker funk and keeps my sleeping bag cleaner and smelling fresher. A liner is much easier to wash than a sleeping bag or a quilt. I also have my base layer for sleeping. My base layer is a pair of smart wool leggings and a shirt. And I also keep a pair of socks for sleeping. These things are only for my sleeping. I keep them in a separate bag to keep them dry. I never wear them while I'm hiking, though my socks are maybe a spare for the final day or two of a trip. But the combination of my pad, bag, liner, and base layer keeps me warm and comfortable on very cool nights. There's a final item that rounds out my sleep system, and that's my pillow. Some may think a pillow is frivolous. I think it's critical. Now you can use your puffy jacket. Most backpackers have a very light downfield jacket that we call a puffy. But I have a small inflatable pillow. It weighs only a couple of ounces. It packs down to an unnoticeable size and I stuff it in with my air mattress. My pillow is from Outdoor Vitals. It's shaped to stick into the top of my sleeping bag and it holds my head up in line with my body. I sleep better, and I wake up without that stiff neck that comes from when my neck has been cranked into some unnatural position all night long. It also keeps my airway open, and I snore less, or at least I think I snore less. I'm not really aware of my snoring anyway, but the surrounding forest creatures seem to appreciate my pillow too. I'm very comfortable at night thanks to my shelter and my sleep system. It takes some work adjusting to your comfort. I can't tell you that this or that will work for you, but I can offer a starting place and thoughts for you to consider. I do recommend you go to an outfitter and look at the gear for yourself. And Armed with some ideas about what you want, you can recognize the sales pitch and stick to your wants. There is gear that's right for you. You just must look for it. Don't settle for what someone else says or tells you that you want. Be teachable, but not gullible. Backpacking is not a race. You don't have to rush into buying a lot of gear either. All that you really have to have to enjoy a trail is the desire to see it. So come on, let's go walking together. And we'll leave the streets in these neighborhoods. Head over the river